0: Hey, robotic. good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Harriet Kamek, and I'm the host of Down to Earth. It's a podcast in which we talk about the issues that matter. And we live in Michigan, so we have a pressing issue that matters to all Michiganders, and I suspect to all Americans, as we race to the polls on October in what, 27, 26 days. Uh, In November, November 3rd, actually, I suspect most people across the country have already started voting. So we already know that people are voting and are going to vote in large numbers based on what we saw on the news in Texas, where people are just simply lined up. But the pressing issue of our time today and the pressing issue that has garnered all our attention is the fact that the feds have uncovered a white supremacist plot to kidnap the governor of Michigan. She's a beloved governor. She's incredibly popular across Michigan and across the state, so her popularity is not confined to one little sector. But due to her efforts during the coronavirus to stem the virus and to control the virus so that it does not become a further public health threat, some people have taken the stance that she should not have done that. In fact, just a few days ago, the Michigan Supreme Court struck down her constitutional authority and ruled that she didn't have the power to call for emergency orders. They must have known that the plot against the governor was so life-threatening that the Supreme Court took this unprecedented step to, to strike it down. It's a 1945 law that gives the governor the power to determine what is a threat and to call for an emergency, and to say that because of a state emergency, there are certain things that can not happen. People stormed the Michigan Capitol with armed with their arms and their weapons. In fact, now just a few minutes ago, the Lieutenant Governor of Michigan says two of the people who are involved in the plot, he personally had seen them inside the Michigan Capitol building with their arms, ready to wreak havoc on our communities, on our society, and on our state. Were it not for the work of the FBI, the Michigan State Police, we probably wouldn't be all here this morning having the same conversation. Had it not been for their efforts in pushing and making sure that they obtained and garnered the information to keep us safe, we wouldn't be here. So, of course, we owe them but in spite of the politics, in spite of the rhetoric, in spite of the division and the divisive comments from our political leaders, the people who work for the FBI, the men and women of the FBI and the Michigan State Police are committed to their jobs to ensure public safety, despite the political division that has been sown. Our governor and no political leader, no person in public office deserves what she has had to endure. The threats against her life were detailed and specific. I can't begin to tell you how disturbing and numbing these are to those of us who live here. Very, very disturbing. The fact they had her vacation home under surveillance, they determined if they blew up a bridge near her house, how quickly they could have gotten, they could have prevented law enforcement from getting help to her. And listen to this part. The self-entitlement jumped out. They felt that they could capture her and take her to some wilderness in Wisconsin and try her for treason. Can I just ask you a question, ladies and gentlemen, how entitled you are. We found, the, F- the feds found YouTube videos of one of the uh, plotters. And I just want to ask, wherever did you get the idea that you own this homeland? Wherever did you get the idea that you are America? You're not America. Get off your all high horses, all of you training up in the hills in Wisconsin and Michigan, I have news for you this morning. The feds know about you. They have satellites that you don't have, and they can find you, and they will. And when they find you, they're going to bring you down, and they're going to try you right here in our courts of justice. And guess what? You might find yourself in front of black judges because you want a homeland and you don't want black people in your homeland. So you are white supremacists and you are racist. Most of these folks are not even folks who work. They don't have a profession. So how do you get this entitlement? The rest of us have to go to school and work our fingers off and to arrive at some level of hospitality in the society. And you ain't done nothing. You have done nothing but be white and have some sort of entitlement. It doesn't work like that. Despite what is coming from the White House and the way they speak, because they're trying to retain power that has left them. It's obvious that they are on a slow boat to nowhere. It is very obvious that from the day they got there, they were going to leave there, maybe prematurely in a few weeks, but they are going to leave there anyhow. And they have been trying to stoke the fires of division and racism, and it has gotten them nowhere. Trust me, it will get you nowhere as well. The fact that the rest of us have to sleep last night and had to sleep last night knowing that our very security was threatened by a group of rogue individuals who really, they don't even have a plan. Did you read the the, the affidavit? You read some of it. When you read it, They have a plan, but they didn't seem to have a plan for what happens afterwards. This is the thing why sometimes these revolutions don't work, because it's all about getting there. But there's never a plan for afterwards. It kind of reminds me of their ancestors in the South. That was the same thing. They had a plan to go to Africa and take Black people from Africa and bring them to the South to enslave them to work on plantations, right? but they didn't have a plan for after the fact. They didn't have a plan that the people whom they enslaved were going to rise up, that the people would get tired of it. They didn't have a plan for what happened after you have built a colony of all these people. It's the same way today we're seeing white supremacists. They don't have a plan for what happens afterwards. You really think, they probably thought that If Trump continues to be president, then maybe they could say Michigan is annexed from the United States or whatever, and they now control Michigan. Seriously? (laughs) Even the people who look like you are not going to put up with that foolishness. Nobody wants to live in your world where you don't even know how to use the internet. (laughs) You're using encrypted platforms that you think, what do you think the federal government is? What do you think we pay taxes for? You know, there's a whole group of people divesting and searching the internet and looking for folks like you. They listen to me too, but they're not interested in me because I don't have insurrection plans. How dare you try to interrupt our peace and our security and the sanctity of our way of life? How dare you? And how entitled you must be. This is why white supremacy as an ideology has always been wrong. It's always been wrong because the premise of it is that one race is superior and another inferior. And on that premise alone, it is wrong completely. You've got to understand that this was such a detailed plot. It's unnerving to me this morning. Yeah, I slept last night barely, but I kept tossing and turning and waking up. And I I can't kid you, I feel that they are not done. The 13 whom they caught are just a brink of the microcosm of the movement, I believe that there are more of them. I believe that right now they're in the mountains and the wilderness. Most of Michigan is uninhabited. Let's just be clear. One third, the lower one third of the state is where most people live. The rest of Michigan is just forests with, wild, with, with coyotes and, and uh, mountain lions and wolves. Most of it is uninhabited. Similarly with Wisconsin and Minnesota, Those northern states with a lot of wilderness pose a systemic threat to the rest of us because that's where these folks go. They have their drills. They have a whole colony of people. And women are their enablers because the women cook and fall into traditional roles like handmaids. This is why this person they're trying to appoint to the Supreme Court is so interesting because she was part of a nonprofit Christian group. That spoke about traditional roles of women that enforced traditional that women were handmaids to men, so these colonies thrive in environments that foster and foment hatred we got talk we gotta get to the root cause of what this is because these folks want to start a civil war because they're and they're going to do it they're going to start something that at the face of it is going to look like it's blacks fighting against whites, and in that mix, they obtain their access to power. That is what they want to do. Are they going to be allowed to do that? That remains to be seen. It depends on the efforts of our law enforcement and how quickly we can play a game of catch-up, because believe me, they're plotting right now. They're plotting. They're in the hills of Wisconsin. Yesterday, when the story broke, we learned of the story but the feds had arrested them from Wednesday. You know that their friends and neighbors saw that and ran to the hills, literally. So while the feds gathered them here, they were already ran, the rest of them. They're in the hills in Wisconsin. They're in the hills in upper Michigan, and they are plotting and they are plotting to find ways in which they can infiltrate and penetrate certain parts of the lower part of Michigan why you know we love michigan i mean it's cold but we we still love michigan this is my home state this is where i live i ain't moving and nobody is going to move me but the threat that they pose to our security is particularly impactful because they hate people like me they hate black people. And this rhetoric comes from four years of hearing over and over and over and praising bad people who have done things that we consider to be forms of domestic terrorism. And they continue to allow this rhetoric to pervade the space and the political space. And now and now you, you have a threat against our governor that was foiled. But what about the threat to the public safety? That threat still exists. When political leaders in Washington are telling people to become poll watchers and to go watch the polls, you realize you're going to cause a problem. You realize that now more than ever, we're going to have to rely on law enforcement, the police, the state police the county sheriffs, to make sure that they too are watching for these people who are going to come down here and cause problems. They already have started. We saw in Warren, Michigan, not too far from Detroit, where a young man, 24-year-old young man, threw a rock into somebody's, to a black family's living room, their retired vets, and he threw a rock into their living room because he didn't like the fact that they had a Black Lives Matter sign up in their window we got to understand that uh, that young man fits the profile of who these folks are. These folks have a plan and an intention, and they will carry it out. And they don't care about the collateral damage that will ensue. They don't care whom they hurt as long as they destroy because they're angry. They're angry that they're not part of the economy. Because if you look at the economy, it's trending towards the very rich. They don't feel that, that for years they have been with this idea that the federal government does not represent them. And you've you, you got to ask yourself the question. We live in the greatest democracy on earth. This is the greatest country. There has never before been a country like the United States. There's never been a country before where you literally can get something done by starting with nothing. We live in a country, this is why we're working to perfect the system to eradicate the parts of us that just don't fit with the idea of who we want to become. And you have these folks who are threatening our space. Somebody is saying something. (laughs) Thank you for your comment. The feds are saying something different, so I'm going to take the word of law enforcement. The feds say something different, right? And Antifa is an idea. It's not a political organization. It's not an organization. It's not an organized. It's just an idea, a way of thinking, just like you and I will think, oh, well, this guy is green. That's what Antifa is. So you do your research as well, right? But thank you. Right? We, we we and I might might I just ask you what do you feel about this white supremacist idea? Do you really feel you feel too? How do you feel about that? Because we've got to understand that this poses a threat, an existential threat to our way of life and our way of living. You can't make situations and comments like you want to start a civil war. Where you get this sense of entitlement from, this is the thing that I've been saying for weeks and months and years, the sense of entitlement that some white people have. These are white men who feel that they should be in charge. In charge of what? Demonstrate to us that you have the capacity to rule. Demonstrate to us that you have answers. Look at our president. The man is sick with coronavirus at 74. Instead of sitting still and allowing the health care that he didn't pay for, To take care of him, he's still trying to run something that has run away from him. It's his fault why people are dying from the coronavirus. It is his fault why Upper Michigan right now is a hot hot spot in the state. Petoskey, Michigan is a hot spot in our state right now for coronavirus. It is his fault. He was the president. The box stopped at his desk and on his watch, a virus befell the greatest democracy on the face of the earth. He's responsible. Now he has it. And he wants to continue to spread the virus. Not only has he spread the virus of the coronavirus, he has fomented the idea that whites are superior, that people who engage in that kind of thinking, it's okay with him. Because he thinks that those are his supporters, and he continues to want them to support him. So, of course, when he says words, and words matter. Words from political leaders matter. When the president of the United States gets up and says something, markets tremble, economic markets tremble. It becomes a matter of policy. So as a president, you're very careful about what you say. This president has demonstrated that he has no regard for the rest of us and, in fact, is causing grave and insidious harm to the people who live here. And even yesterday, when the plot unfolded against a sitting governor of one of these United States, he still did not say, well, that won't happen. We can't let that happen. We will protect the governor. He didn't say that. He said it's her fault. She won't open her state. He's unaware that the Michigan Supreme Court had struck down the governor's uh, emergency powers he didn't it didn't conform it didn't compute in his idea that maybe I shouldn't say that because of what I said before. Let me be the president and stretch the olive branch and gather and unite my country. He says he this is his country, but he says he's on the President of the Red States. Michigan did vote for him in twenty sixteen So if you're president of the red state, how come you're not president of Michigan too? How come you're not representing Michigan? A threat against the Michigan governor does not compute in your mind to a threat against the people whom you say you purport to represent? This is wild and beyond wild. It it defies our comprehension. Now, these homegrown terrorist groups are not new. Domestic terrorism has been a threat to the United States for a long, long time. They're not new, but what previous administrations did was they engaged in a policy of apprehension and retention to make sure they were controlled. But people are just coming out of the woodwork emboldened by an idea that they can't do it and get away with it. And because they don't necessarily think about the value of their own government and the power that the United States has, they think they can... Cause and instigate something and the rest of the, and the United States is just going to sit down and say, Not happening. It's not going to happen, do It ain't going to happen. That's not how it works. Right now, because of the material and the evidence they have uncovered, I guarantee you, a lot of people better watch out. Because these groups, they are hidden and they're getting support from people you would never believe. There are people who are funneling money to them. Right now, those folks in Grand Rapids have uh, court-appointed lawyers. Watch how their lawyership is going to change in a few. Follow the money. Follow who will be paying the next lawyer who goes to them. I guarantee you that's how you're going to find out who is funding and supporting them. Why? Because there are people who still believe, no matter what their public role is, there are people who still believe that whites are superior. And based upon that ideology, that's where we have a problem. The United States, obviously, is not made up of white people only. There are black people here. Black people have always been here. Black people came on the Mayflower as enslaved people to work with and work for white people without pay for 400 years, from 1619 to 1860. That's over 250 years. Yeah? Of unpaid labor that's some serious money if you were to compute it today. In fact, if you were to compute it today, it comes to six trillion. That's how much unpaid labor that black people never got. So you want to talk about uh taking over the state of Michigan, then you better have some money to pay back the people who helped build Michigan, who came from the South and who worked and with without labor, without pay, being paid. For over 250 years. See, this is the thing with these homegrown terrorists. They don't think things through. They just have an idea. And they get up with their own sense of entitlement. It's the same entitlement that made them go into the state capitol and ignore the fact I talked about this in May. Did I not say this in May? That there was a black lieutenant governor sitting in the state capitol while people marched in with guns, screaming that they wanted to take over. Did I not say this was not going to end good? Did I not predict that this was going to end badly? Did I not say that back in May? I'm going to play the tape. Go back to my tape. In May, it's on YouTube, it's on Spotify, it's everywhere where I said this was going to happen. Did I not say that it was not a good look and we're going to regret it? And yet here we are today, how much longer before we start listening? When are we going to stop? We have an out-of-control leader who is fomenting and instigating a civil war upon our own people right here? When are we going to realize that we have to stop sowing these seeds of division, that it must finally and permanently go away? We may stomp this one down if we are lucky. I doubt that it's going to be. We have a long way to go. We have 25 days to go to November 3. The worst part is not going to be November 3 it's going to be what happens after november 3 what happens then that's where the problem is because after what we just saw it was it's one thing we're dealing with the coronavirus 213,000 people have lost their lives almost 8 million people infected in the united states we're fast getting close to you know, a, a certain percentage of the population. It's, it, it's, it's kind of absurd and ridiculous to think about. It's alarming. And yet in the midst of this, you are worried about the fact that you can't go to Applebee's and you can't go to your local bar to go have a drink. And because of that, your freedoms are being stripped away. What freedoms? You, you took it for granted. This is the United States, dude. This is not the United Militia. This is the United States. They don't play this game here. We don't play that around here. The United States does not tolerate that kind of foolishness. We don't want that kind of stuff. Now, the rest of the world is looking at us like, oh, my God, America can't even control itself. That's not true. Don't try anything. I would suggest you not try anything. We are going to put an end to this. We're going to deal with this. But first, we're going to have to see it. Magnified like we did yesterday, and then come to a consensus that this is not who we are. I'm praying for our governor, I'm praying for her safety and the safety of everyone because that report detailed. Even you want to attack the police? Are you kidding me? No, 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 don't try that around here. <laughs> We love our boys in blue. Don't try that. We might have disagreements, but at the end of the day, we are united by this one thing, public safety. And we have an element of trust. This cannot happen. And I said it, and I am distressed, and even more distressed at the finality to realize that this is not the end of this. This is not the end of this. They're not going to stop. They have a plan, and though parts of that plan were thwarted, they're still going to find another way. They're finding a way. They're hidden in the hills of Wisconsin and the hills of Michigan. Find them. Use satellite imagery and find them because they're there. And they're going to come down into cities and towns, and they're going to look like the rest of us. They're not going to come down out of the wilderness looking like they look like the wilderness. They're going to come down looking normal. And then they're going to execute. They don't even realize that they're destroying the greatest democracy that they could ever have. The fact that you can do whatever you want to do, you're white, you're male, so you're certainly, you're privileged and, you know, you're privileged. You can do whatever you want to do, but they don't want to do that. They want to be like their ancestors in the South, where they sat on the balcony of a plantation and sip uh, margaritas all day and have Black people working for them. That's how they envision their lives. They don't think that they have any agency for them to get up and go to work, because if they were involved in that, they would recognize that they don't even have to try hard to be successful. The fact that they're white is guaranteed success already. They just need to show up and put themselves there. They're going to find they will get the job. They will get the loans to go to college. They won't have barriers preventing them from college admissions like the rest of us have. They will find themselves in positions where they will go to college. They find themselves in positions where not only do they go to college, when they graduate, they have guaranteed acceptance and guaranteed jobs. Then they will also find that it's easier to qualify for a mortgage. It's easier to qualify to get a... So you really don't need an ideology of white supremacy to succeed. If you're white already, you have already succeeded. It's, it's guaranteed. I hear so many of my kids tell me that so many of their white friends are saying, dang, and here I am sitting on my butt. I'm going to get up then. I didn't realize I'm over here crying how this hard and that hard. I never even tried. So many of them are like, dang, if we had it this good, why didn't I think about it like that? So the, the, it demonstrates to you that they do not think, and that is the danger of these people, the fact that they don't think, the fact that they don't think things through, the fact that they're caught up and walled up in an idea of self-entitlement, not based on anything factual, not based on the fact that you worked or your ancestors worked to produce it, so therefore you have it now, just based on the fact that I think I should, therefore I will. I think I should, therefore I should have it. The problem is I have barriers. I have barriers walking around in this skin all day, every day of my life. I said it before that those people who marched on the Capitol, did I not say that? That that was dangerous. There was a sitting black lieutenant governor. And did, they not, did I not say it in May? I'm going to roll the tape. It is now October, the middle of October. We have three weeks, a little over three weeks to go to the elections. And we find ourselves caught up in this. And the more we investigate it, the more we look into it, is the more we realize we've been so distracted with the coronavirus, we didn't even pay attention to the fact that this was happening. We didn't even pay attention to the fact that this was happening on our watch. You you see, we've got to, we've got to get to the stage where we recognize that in a lot of ways, we need to look at where all of this is coming from and we understand it. It, it, we're, We're doing a, we're trying to Overcome it and move away from systemic racism and move away from what caused us to be divided. But not when you have people who are stoking the fires. Not when you have situations where people are saying, "Well, it's the governor's fault. How is it her fault that somebody wanted to kidnap her? How how can you get away with blaming the victim?" And the thing about it is, none of the women. I'm always I'm I'm always amazed at the women in the GOP. None of you recognize that she's a woman for the love of God and it's time to stop this wicked rhetoric that could have taken this woman's life including the lives of her children. None of you? You're totally heartless and despicable. How could you sit and go home at night knowing that these people planned such wicked evil? Jesus. we got to I am telling you right now, I warned that this was going to happen, and it's not over. By no stretch of the imagination, anybody hearing this, whether you're on the federal side or you're just a regular person like myself, this is not over. They're not going to stop. They're going to try. They're not going to stop because for them, this is war. It's like Maybe they never got to go in the army. (laughs) Maybe they wanted to be, you know, to go get their angst out and go fight a war somewhere. Maybe they never got to do that. So maybe they want to go get involved in something. They're seeking fame and they're seeking attention. And they they don't have a plan to govern. They don't have a plan how to run the systems of government. It's like, you know... People wanted to run four years ago. They just wanted to become the top. They wanted to become the head honcho and ride on Air Force One. But they didn't have a plan to actually run the systems of government. They just saw a picture and saw some people walking up the steps to Air Force One, and they thought, I can do that too. You have to be careful with people who think like that, because those people inherently are dangerous, because if they can't think, someone else will do the thinking for them. We saw that with the vilest immigration policies that is true, because you don't have a plan and a vision of what you want to do. So you're running for political office. You must have an idea of what do I want the world around me to be shaped like. So here's what I think on the most important issues. Excuse me. These people who are trying to instigate civil war. They don't have a plan for what happens. They, they can't think beyond the fact that they're just going to go kidnap the governor and that would be the end of it. That's what galled me the most. The gall of it, that you actually think that only the people around her, only the security detail around her are going to respond. You actually think they don't have helicopters from the flight. They don't have jets. They don't have a whole Air Force base out there on 94 in near Port Huron. They don't have systems. You just think that just the people who are there are the only people who would respond. Do you see what I'm saying? They can't think beyond their hate. And this is what is the problem with hate. Hate blinds you. It's just like you're a woman in love. A woman in love is so blinded by the love and the feelings. She can't see the very evil that is standing in front of her, that the person who she loves is the most destructive person to her. It's the same thing with hate. You're so blinded by hate that you can't see the recompense of your decisions. They're making decisions based on hatred. They have pilloried the governor and made her the very bastion of everything that they hate. And the funny thing is she's white just like them. They hate the fact that she does not think like them and she does not side with their views. So she must be a traitor. Traitor to what? To white foolishness? No, she's just a smart woman and a conscious woman and a decent person who does not believe in the wickedness that you eschew. That's all. The difference between you and her is not skin color. It's the decency that runs through her. I'm praying for you, Gov. I'm on your side. Believe me. You have caused us all to pray for you. And you will be fine because we got you. We got you. And the same thing for you guys in the feds. We got you too. You have us. It works for all of us. We got you too. We know who you are. And we are happy and prayerful that you still feel that defending us remains your ideal. With all the knowledge and information that you have, you still believe that protecting us is the ideal. Thank you. We got you too. But to the people who intend to destroy our state and our country, I got a message for you, you better quit. As Joe Biden said, stand down and seize and desist. Seize and desist your wicked activities against the people, it's not gonna prosper. And for the people, it's time for us to become aware that these folks will never stop. They intend to divide the greatest democracy on the face of the earth. They intend to divide us. We are Americans and we love our country and we love each other. This is not us. They say what we do, but for the fringe elements, Why don't you just go register a community college? Go get a degree somewhere. It will change your life. I promise you, get involved in the process of daily living. What you guys have continued to do. Do you You white dudes out there who are on the fringe, you choose to be on the fringe. You see your privilege? You don't even realize you're acting in your own privilege right now. You know what you're acting in? The privilege that you can choose to be disengaged from the the process and still survive. That's privilege. Because the rest of us don't have that choice. We can't choose to be disengaged from the process. We'll be homeless. We'll be locked up in jail because of the color of our skin. We'll be profiled that we are nondescript and do not have a a purpose or a contribution to the society and they'll lock us up. But you, however, do not. And instead of using your privilege and the liberties given to you by that privilege, you choose to still stupidly stay on the fringe. Look at some of you. When you look in the systems of government across the country, you see people who look just like you. What's the difference between you and them? They chose to engage in the process and maintain their privilege. You choose to sit on the fringe. How is that working for you? How, does it, how is it going to work for you in the weeks and months ahead when the federal government decides that they've had enough of you, and they will? How is that going to work for you? Because you pose a threat to the stability of our country. Because you want to sit back and drink your beer, play with your dog, and then go in your backyard and fire your shots and not make a contribution to keep the country rolling. Go get a job. Go engage in the process. Send your wife, your girlfriend, let her go do. Go be a person. She wants to go get her hair down. She wants to look like the governor, who is well-coiffed and well-groomed and beautiful and beautifully presented all the time. You can go to Supercuts, get a haircut and a color job. <laughs> go put some makeup on. Instead of having your woman out there walking around with guns every day, no makeup on, no clothes on, no, ooh. Go get engaged in the process. It will change your life. And while you're at it, go on the internet and download the Constitution and read it. I guarantee you, it's going to inspire you to want to move for the greater good. Read the Constitution. That's you it that wrote about. It didn't write about me because they didn't recognize people who look like me, sound like me. They recognized you. So you're doing yourself and the generations to come a disservice because when the feds, have rounded you all up and put you away, what's going to happen to your children? (laughs) What's the legacy that you're going to leave them? You want to separate us from the good. If you had any idea of how good you have it, you would probably stop right now. You have no idea how good you have it. So you're sitting on the fringe and you're looking at people like the Lieutenant Governor of Michigan And you're looking at people like the rest of us who look like him. And you're like, I want to get rid of those people because they have something. Do you know what we have to do? For you, it's easy. It's as easy as showing up. It's as easy as rolling down to the community college. It's as easy as putting your name on an application. That's how easy it is for you to step into the process. Instead, you choose to go fight in the hills. Well, they call these the United States for a reason. You know who owns this? Our United States. And they will find it. And they have the equipment. And they will find. And they will deal with it. We're not going to tolerate a threat to the safety, to public safety, and to the safety of our country, the safety of our state, the safety of our individuals. You're not going to intimidate none of us. They're gonna find you. What is interesting to me before I go is on the 5th of October, CNN was doing uh was well, probably planning to do a special on this, and a former neo-Nazi who had spent time in prison for the same thing, he's now older. This is the thing. Here is a reason why by people in their twenties and thirties because you don't have the gift of wisdom. And this man was a neo-Nazi who had gone to prison for plotting, and he predicted this would happen. This was on October 5th. He predicted it. It's almost as if he knew this was going to happen, because all you have to do is to look at how very uh, in, in, uh, how very, how easy it is to infect young minds and people who feel disenchanted. You need to talk to your grandpas and so on. People who probably thought like that when they were young but knew there was a price to pay. If you really understood the price to pay, once your freedoms are cut off, you'd think different. I know you're all listening. I know you all go on encrypted platforms and do what you do. So you're all going to hear this. But think about it. You're in your 20s and your 30s. They're going to lock you up for life. You're not ever going to come out. That neo-Nazi man predicted it. He's somewhere in Michigan, I don't know. And he predicted that this would happen. Michigan is such a beautiful state. There are parts of Michigan that just look totally heavenly. I love the state. And I love my country. And I love my people. I love all of you. Even though you may not like me, even though you may not even like how I look, you may not like how I wear my hair, you may not like how I sound, You, you just, you hate me for no reason. But just because I am not stupid like you, because that's what it is, it's stupidity. And I'm calling it out. It's stupidity and racism and a sense of entitlement that you feel you have more entitlement to the process than I do. Go sit yourself down somewhere. All white supremacists out there, go sit down. We're not afraid of you. I can't speak for the feds. They have their own thing. And they will find you, and the rest of us are going to do this. You ain't afraid. We ain't afraid of you. We're not afraid. We're not going to back down, and we're going to stand, put our shoulders to the wheel, and we're going to do what we have to do, while at the same time we are engaged in the process of making the country greater than it is. You want to tear down what we have built up? Hell to the now. We're not afraid. Just like the governor yesterday, after this plot was uncovered and it became world news, she's been on every network. She's not afraid. She's going to continue to do what she has to do, which is to work for the people of Michigan. She deserves the Nobel Peace Prize. She deserves the the highest award from the military for bravery and courage in the face of this. And let me just tell you all, See, those of us who live and walk in the skin, and we have to sit and hear people try to threaten our lives and threaten our existence, we deserve the medal too. But hey, if we don't get it, we're still keeping it going. And for those of you out there who are supporting people, who are calling for a civil war, y'all need to stop. Sit yourselves down. I want you all to take a trip and go down to South America and to Latin America. And I want you all to go to other parts of the world. When you see how other people live in other parts of the world, I hope when you come back, it changes your life. You will kiss the ground when the plane lands. I end on this. My brother is retired Navy. And the first time he went away was the first Gulf War under Father Bush. And he said, you know when they leave, mm, 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 mm. he said. When they went away and saw how other people lived, he said. When they came back, he said. When the plane landed and the tr- they his but his group were coming off the plane in full in their full-on, you know, military gear. He said some of them were kneeling on the ground, kissing the very ground saying, my God, I'm so glad to be back home. That's where the term homeland comes from. They were so glad to be back. My brother said he never took any more just disregard, just, just took anything for granted. He said, I never did. Every time, I've always respected homeland and appreciate homeland. He said, when he lands, he says, I'm home. You don't agree with your homeland because the government works for all the people in homeland. It doesn't just work for you. You need to find a way to get back into the process because the government works for even you, but you can't stay on the fringe and fight. There's nothing to fight. You're fighting an enemy that does not exist. You're fighting against yourself because the homeland is not against you. The homeland is protecting it and it's the people within it. So you really look silly because you're fighting a process that is protecting you. The people who have the problem within the homeland are the people who walk around in my skin. We're the ones whom we don't seem to have a, a process. But we have to work to find our way because nothing is strategized and placed and given us a platform to parachute off but we still fight for homeland when called upon. I say this all the time. Anytime America calls on me to defend her, I'm like, hey, where you at? What you want me to do? America calls, I'm jumping. Where you at? Where you want me to go? That's how most of us feel. So I'm saying to all of us today, these are some trying times. I'm not going to kid you. This is not going to be easy. We're in trouble. And the quicker we we need to understand that. And we have a few weeks to the end of the year before it calms down. And we're in trouble. So I'm saying to all of us, be careful. I pray for the safety of everybody in Michigan. I pray that nothing else happens. I pray that nothing else happens. But I'm saying to all of us, we need to be realized that these times are crucial. We have an election in a few days. It's only a matter of days. And it may not go the way some people want it to go. And because of that, some people might think they need to do something about it. I pray for the safety of all of us. I warned in May that this was going to happen. I am going to play the tape. You can go and look it up. I warned that this was not going to end well. And here we are. All you young white men out there, find something to do. There's too much at stake. You can go join the military. You can go to school. Find something to do. Get busy defending the homeland and providing and leaving a legacy for yourselves. You don't want the legacy to be you sitting in a prison cell for the rest of your life. It's not worth it, but it will happen because we're not going to tolerate any threats to the safety of our people and our country, and definitely not Michigan. Today's Friday. Thank you so much for joining me. I really did not want to do this. I really didn't. I really did not want to have to say the things I've said because I feel as if this is not over. I really, really, I've said it in May, and it left a very bad feeling. I couldn't shake it at the time. And I remember the day when I said it, I had to go and couldn't go anywhere, so I had to just get in my car and go for a drive. But I couldn't shake the feeling that something was going to happen, and here we are. So let us all pray for peace for the next several weeks. Let us all pray that it all of this didn't happen and it won't happen in the future and let us all pray for the safety of those in public service because at the end of the day out of many one thanks so much everybody be blessed with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere